Welcome to episode 316 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent and Jason here as always. And my goal for the last couple of years was to have Stone Cold on this episode, but did not come true. So, anyway. Uh, I just got that. Instead, we've got Dirty Honey 316. Hey, that'll work. Hell yeah. That's as good as a substitution for Steve Austin as you can get, I think. Yep. One of the best bands to debut in... Not just the last few years, probably the last, probably this century. The oh, last 20 I, years. I agree. Really excited to talk to these guys and also talk about their new album that's coming out here in a couple of weeks, or at this point, about a week and a half, called Dirty Honey. We're also going to play some music. First, we got to let you know who we're sponsored by, and that would be DEB Concerts. They're a promoter based here in Tulsa that's brought a ton of great acts to our downtown area, and they also book the Roadhouse stage at Rocklahoma every year. So whenever that gets announced for Rocklahoma this September, we'll be talking about all those bands. But in the meantime, they've got a couple of new announcements that have come out in the past few weeks. The first one we told you about on the last episode, which was Brett Scallions, the vocalist of Fuel, will be at the Ideal Ballroom on June 19th. It's a Saturday night, I believe. Is that right? Yes, it Friday is. or Saturday. So Saturday, so that's perfect time to get out there to Ideal Barm and our good friends in Grind will be opening up that show, which I believe is a perfect a perfect combo right. of rock and roll that night. Brett Scallion still sounds great live. I've seen him in recent years, so get out there to check that one out. When did you see him? I saw him at well, I say recent years. I saw him at the Vanguard before it was the Vanguard. I think it was maybe it was the Vanguard by that point. Oh, okay. Probably six, eight years ago. Oh, okay. Then at Rocklahoma as Fuel, and then at Rocklahoma as Brett Scallions, I believe he played both. Because he was... Uh, yeah, I, okay, yeah. He was touring under the Fuel name for a bit. Yeah, I remember that now. Then he went back for some reason to this. Yeah. Because they had worked out all the, the BS, and who knows why he's back. I thought he was back in Fuel, but I don't know. Well, I don't know. Anything. That's what I thought he was back doing that, but now he's touring as Brett Scallions right. of Fuel, so... Good time to be had June 19th. Eddie Trunk will be hosting. And then the very next weekend, June 26th, Eddie Trunk will also be hosting when Lita Ford returns to the IDL. That'll be very cool. You can get tickets for both of these shows at debconcerts.com. Get on their website. Follow them on Facebook, Twitter, all that great stuff to be kept up to date for any other shows. And, of course, we'll keep you up to date on those two shows and anything else that gets rescheduled or announced. We've also got Sunset Tattoo. Tattoo shop in Midtown Tulsa does some great work. And as we mentioned recently, I know personally because I recently got a tattoo from Jake over there. I'm really happy with it. So you should get over there too. Give him a call or shoot him a message so he can set up a time to talk about what work you're wanting to get done. He's got great prices and all his tattoos are done quote good and proper and he's state licensed and he's mother approved what more can you ask for nothing really right sunset tattoo tulsa on instagram and at sunset tattoo tulsa on facebook as well so give jake a call and let him know that we sent you we've also got hella hot hot sauce a hot sauce company based out of the san francisco bay area they make small batch artisan hot sauces they've got a great selection you can see it all at hellahothotsauce.com They'll ship to you anywhere. If you're on the West Coast, you can buy it in stores out there. 
They've got some cool collaborations with some heavy metal bands that have been on this podcast. Ghoul has a sauce called Brain Jerk. And Florida Frank from Hatebreed has a sauce called Florida Frank's Florida Heat. We've had a chance to try that, and it is extremely hot, but it's some good yeah. stuff. Yeah, It'll clean you out, but it'll, it'll at least feel good going in. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a good kind of clean out, right? <laughs> I want to try the ghoul. I know. Because, I mean, he killed us once, and maybe a sauce would kill us again. Yeah, we could get double ghouled. Right. <laughs> That's all I really want in life. Right. <laughs> but they're also Facebook and Instagram at Hella Hot Hot Sauce. And of course, their website is hellhothotsauce.com. Finally, we've got Med Farm, a dispensary in Broken Air, Oklahoma, 24683 East Highway 51. They're right off the highway. They've got a great selection. You can see it all at leafly.com. You can follow them on Facebook, Med Farm, that's P H A R M. Or Instagram is Med Farm OK. And their website is medfarmok.com. They're always running specials. And one of the specials that is always running, if you mention Thunder Underground, they'll give you 10% off your first order, which is very cool. They'll also hook you up if you call them ahead of time or text them ahead of time. You can pull right up through the drive-thru. You don't even have to get out of your vehicle. So how convenient is that? And on top of all that, 30% of their proceeds are going to build no-kill animal shelters. Can't beat that. That's as cool as a deal as you can get in this area. So if you're going to a dispensary, drive the extra 10 or 15 minutes over to Med Farm to help out some animals in this area as well. And once again, a huge thank you to Med Farm. All right, let's kick this off with some music. What do you think? Let's do it. All right, we're going to play a band here out of Oklahoma that we've actually played before. We played their debut single last I believe it was fall when we had Blake Bedsall from Saul on here. They've got a second song that they've had out now for a bit. I'm going to play it for you right now. This is Shelter in Place with Rewind. I need to unload I bleed as my brain 
from Shelter in Place, band right here in Oklahoma. They feature members of several bands that we've either had on the show or played or talked about in the past several years. Members of Reliance Code, Alter Blood. Who else am I forgetting? Solidify. Solidify, yes. So a great pedigree here, and this song sounds great. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's high energy. Uh, It's got a good hook. Um, riffs. Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, absolutely. Really looking forward to seeing what these guys do coming up, if they put out an EP or an album, and maybe we should uh, get some of them on here to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. And see what see what's going on with Shelter in Place, but in the meantime, look them up on Facebook, give them a follow, and of course, that, you know, love that name. They, of course, came out during the pandemic, so you can't think of right. a better name than that yeah. for a new band, right? I mean, it works. Right. <laughs> All right, so check out Shelter in Place. All right, so Dirty Honey has a new album, their first full length, I guess. They had an EP here a couple years ago, and this album comes out on April 23rd, Dirty Honey. We had a chance to listen to this thing beforehand. You listen to it more than once where you can talk about it a little bit? Right. Or no? Well, yeah. I'm just kind of springing that on you. We didn't no, really you're discuss good. it. Okay. We've, uh, let me pull up the song list, just some fresh on that, but I know they've released, they released, the, when we interviewed them this past week, they had Tied Up and California Dreaming Out, and they just released the song Gypsy this past Friday. So three of these songs are out for your listening pleasure, but fortunately for us, we had the chance to check out the entire album, and I think that... There was absolutely no let up from the, I mean, from the EP, because that EP was like what five or six songs, and it yeah. was just, it just gripped you from the obviously the first song was the first single when I'm gone, and then it just gripped you straight through, and this album is exactly the same way I think. It, it's you know how like you hear when I'm gone or you know whatever, and and it, and it's not only is it great. But it just sounds like one of those like anthems, you know? Yeah. For 
and not every song's like that. It's like an anthem for like a season or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or, or just, I, I, I don't know. I don't know a better way to explain that. So just, I don't know, figure it out. It's like an anthem forever. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, uh, and I'll be damned if like every one of these is like that. It's like someone, it's, it's like someone, hold on. I bet you guys can't bring your best to the table and they go, <laughs> Oh, hold my beer, you know, and they fucking did it. Um, you know, I, I just think this, it, it's just, it's what they did in the EP and better. Yeah. Um, you know, I think The Wire is probably like my most favorite song that they've done. And yeah. his voice, uh, Mark LaBelle's voice is just fucking off the charts. I texted you last night just saying, man, li- listen to this album again. This is, you know, fucking God bless these guys. <laughs> I know. And you were, and you, you, all you said was, yep, they're going to be around when we're, when we're in 20 years or when we're old men. Yeah. And it's true. It's like, man, I mean, it's just, they did not let up. It's and, a good sign for rock and roll, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, um, you know, I think, I think in, in, in the, you know, in the pantheon of these bands, uh, if that's a word that I can use, you know, Rival Sons would maybe be like the top. Yeah. You know, and then like Dirty Honey's right there underneath them. You know, and then I know I know you're a huge fan of Greta Van Fleet. Sorry, but they're they're way 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 down there, way below both of those. But I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's just Dirty Honey is kind of you know it's it, it's weird. They've kind of came out of nowhere, but at the same time. They haven't because you know you can kind of see what the, you can kind of see the work they've done. So and even though yeah, when the first single kind of came out of nowhere, but then to get to where we're at now with their first album has been like a slow build because they did that right. They shot out of nowhere and then just had this. Even though it's only been a short period, two or three years, they've had this slow climb into being almost a household name in right. the mainstream of rock. Right. You know? And you can't. And to me, I. I wanted to think of a way to word this when we talked to him, but I couldn't think of a way to do it without it coming off cheesy. But whenever the first time I heard when I'm gone, I'm not joking. I was like, what the fuck is this? And I looked him up and this is a brand new band. Yeah. And I'm like, this is like you mentioned, Rival Sons. I said, this song is the turning point in my head. (laughs) This is the turning point. This is, you know, rock and roll has never been dead. Right. Because it's always there underground. But But as far as mainstream goes, I, I feel like, Five years from now, you could say, "When did it? When did everything start turning around?" It was when "When I'm Gone" was released, right? Right. And here we are. We've got, like you said, those bands. We got Joyous Wolf. We got Tyler Bryant and Shakedown. Exactly. Who else? Am I forgetting Blackstone some? Cherry? To oh, of a course. Point, you yeah. Know? Yeah, and any, well, and even them evils. You know. Oh, they, dude, totally. And, yeah. and speaking of them evils, they're Jordan up. next week or within the next week or two. Jordan. The vocalist and guitarist, the front man for them evils, will be joining us. And, I mean, an- another thing I love about Dirty Honey is even though you hear things in it, like you could say there's Black Crows in there. You can say there's right. Southern Rock in there. You can say there's Hard Rock influences in there. But I, I heard them on Mark and John on Mitch LaFon's show, and they one of them, I think it was Mitch LaFon or whoever his co-host was, brought up Greta Van Fleet. Yeah. And about how they keep getting that label, obviously, of that Led Zeppelin. And Mark had said, I don't discredit what they're doing. And, I, you know, they're a great band. But I love the fact that you can't say that about us. You can't specifically say a single band. You've right. got to say, oh, it's kind of this, this, and this. Yeah. 
and that's where the best bands come from, right? Exactly, exactly. That's that's a great that's a great way of putting it. Yeah. Let's quit talking about it and let them do some talking, right? Right, right. Here is Mark LaBelle and Corey Coverstone, the vocalist and drummer of Dirty Honey. I just literally spilled a giant glass of water on the table. <laughs> That's okay. It happens. But now I was, yeah, I was just kind of going to open with, uh, I saw that video of Corey's bicycle wreck, and I was just going to see how you were doing. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hanging in there. Uh, doing everything I can. Just not much I can do, really. I mean, not moving my wrist. And so it wasn't... We were just talking about icing it, and... Uh, so it's not an issue to affect your playing you think in the future is just kind of like a minor wrist injury i mean it's a pretty significant injury it, my wrist is fractured in two places Oops. and i mean in this moment i can't i can't do anything with it it's just totally out of commission oh, wow. uh i don't know the hope is that in a month or so i'll be able to start moving it and getting back in shape hopefully good deal jumping into the the music talk tied up and California dreaming are both out now. What's your guys review so far of the response from fans and critics? Yeah, all good so far. Um, pretty much, uh, you know, the, the, the best part I've, I've said, uh, before is just seeing all the, the people sending us covers and then playing guitar or drums or bass, whatever, um, on social media. I think that's really rewarding and, there's just been so much of that happening. Um, so it's a really good sign. And, you know, everybody's been very complimentary so far about the tunes and, and the record. And, um, yeah, we're just getting, we're gearing up for uh, April 23rd to let the world hear the rest of it, you know? These seem to have a little brighter feel. And, um, you know, it's kind of like you just have taken, just from these two songs, what you what you're doing and just turn it up even more. Uh, the riffs and the melodies are just, uh, they really stick to your brain. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I think we want to, you know, there's some slightly different instrumentation, uh, on this record. Um, some BGs on this one as well, um, that we, we wanted to experiment with. And, uh, you know, we didn't want to, every, every record should have a slight little bit of evolution, um, you know, and, and see where that takes you and how people enjoy it. But, it's all still rock and roll, that's for sure. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's interesting on you know how you make it a little bit different, but you still have to sound like yourself. I'm sure there's the challenge in that. Yeah, I think um, you know it's always going to sound like us. You know, the four of us in a room together. But um, you know, you grow as a songwriter. You you grow as a band. You take things in different directions and experiment. And um, you know, that's always fun, so long as it's authentic. Um, and real and soulful, it's, it's always going to be dirty honey. Um, you know, we know that, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's always, it's always important to grow a little bit as well. Talk about the choice to self-title the LP like you did the previous EP and to also kind of have a similar cover scheme to the EP. Yeah. Um, 
there was a lot of other ideas being thrown around, uh, some lyrically inspired titles, uh, some different artwork ideas and drafts and things like that. But ultimately, um, we just kind of felt like what we came up with and what we're going to be using um, just worked the best and, and fit what we were going for the best. What do you think? Uh, like, what does Nick Dedea bring to the to the band that maybe you guys weren't harnessing yourself as far as production goes? I mean, we we'd all worked with different producers, um, you know, in, in other avenues of being a musician, and um, Nick just understood we, we our, our philosophies align really well in terms of wanting to do stuff live and keep it raw and. And, and rocking, and um, you know, he he definitely is a wizard in knowing when something is done, and the, there's a middle ground between making things too perfect and and uh, keeping things too raw that I think you want to hit just right. And he's really got a good good uh, finger on the pulse for that. So. Um, and, and he understands me, I think, as a vocalist really well. He, he just understands how to, you know, get the most emotion out of my performance um, so that, you know, it connects lyrically with, with the vocal performance. Um, you know, and that's an important nuance that he really has a good grasp of. So, so is, is he good at, you know, pushing you to get that one more take or... Do you kind of need a kind of just a second opinion? I don't. Yeah, yeah. He's he's good at uh, well for me actually. He's kind of good at making me stop because I want to just keep going and keep doing takes and keep trying. Um, I don't know why, but uh, yeah, he's good at like Mark was saying, um, knowing when it's finished. Knowing when you have what you need, you know, to to move on and and not overthink it, you know, it, it, it's it can be pretty easy in, in the age of Pro Tools and Logic and editing and digital recording to over to perfect yourself. Where um, you know that's that's not rock and roll. And uh, there's a famous quote Joe Walsh said: "If, if uh, digital recording existed when they recorded Hotel California, they'd still be working on Hotel California." <laughs> so right. you know, um, we don't want to ever be in that situation. You know? Yeah. Well, this is kind of a, a question for both of you. Like, what do you think that the other guy, between the two of you, what do you think the other guy brings to the Dirty Honey sound that's irreplaceable? I mean, Mark's voice is. I can't think of anybody else who sounds like him and can sing like that. So obviously that's um, something unique to our band. And Corey's like literally one of the best drummers I've ever played with ever. Um, and specifically, I think he's got some of the best time. He has the best time of any drummer I've ever played with. And, I think a lot of our songs are, you know, the dynamics, not, well, not musically the dynamics, but the attitude of the song can change a little bit too much for my liking if the tempo is not just right when we play it live. And Corey is really, really good at keeping that right in line and 
specifically on, on one of the new songs, Tied Up, I think his performance is just chock full of nuance and little like pieces of ear candy that I really like um, in his drumming, and he's got a lot of personality on that song, and um, it's my favorite performance of his uh, on a Dirty Honey record to date. So, Well, as far as your guys' sound goes, I mean, with the that kind of pure rock and roll sound, the, the retro label gets thrown around a lot. And we had on Nick Reese of Joyous Wolf a while back, and he talked about how he can't stand that label. Does that bother you guys when people kind of lump you into that? No, um, it doesn't bother me, certainly. Um, I think I think a lot of the um, feedback we get about the band is that it's, fresh, but also nostalgic, which is fine. You know, that's pretty much every band I've ever liked. You know, they, all the rock and roll bands are pulling from the, uh, the black blues cap like B.B. King and Albert King or even James Brown or, you know, uh, Otis Redding. Um, you know, so rock and roll's always had a, even literally a, a retro vibe to it. Um, in a different sense early on. I mean, some of the like definitely lyrics are literally old blues song lyrics. I mean, it doesn't get any more retro than that. So, um, yeah, it definitely doesn't bother me. I like that nobody can seem to really put their finger on us in a comparison way. There's so many different bands. People are like, oh, you guys are a little bit like this, but also a little bit like that. And also like if those two bands have another child and that, band did something else that was kind of like this. It's like, we don't, I, I like that we don't, uh, we don't necessarily sound exactly like one or two other bands. It's kind of a lot of influences. Yeah. And we get that a lot. I wanted to bring up um, videos you guys did of uh, overlooking Dodger Stadium. Uh, that was really cool and just kind of how that came about. Yeah. Um, we had just been trying to stay busy during the pandemic and keeping, you know, our content, I guess, on, on the internet. Um, we are just, just doing stuff out, outside of the box. You know, we had to get creative in, in, cre- in creating content and because everything, you know, you couldn't go to a studio at that time. You couldn't play a show and couldn't do a lot of anything. So we, we decided to, go out in nature and, and do one up in, uh, up in the mountains and do one, uh, overlooking, you know, Dodger stadium in downtown LA and, you know, strip it down and do some stuff acoustic and, you know, give some, give people something to watch during the pandemic when there wasn't really any new content being created by anybody. So, you know, it was, um, it was a challenge, but we got it done and, uh, it, it was just a location that I'd, I'd known about in LA and it looked really cool at, at sunset. And, um, I thought it would have been a, cool place to do a little performance and, and record it, you know, live out in nature and, and, uh, do the best you can with it. So, uh, it, it came out, came out pretty good actually, which was somewhat surprising. There was actually a small crowd that gathered there that day to watch it. And that, that, that really, I guess can lead to the next question, which I, you know, I'm sure is a little generic, but it's still a, a good talking point is, you know, d- during the pandemic, I mean, how have you guys um, kept your sanity and kept active and, and you know, trying to keep, uh, you know, the, the, the machine rolling? Um, well, I mean, as far as I know, Mark 
uh, has continued to play hockey, right? Yeah, that never <laughs> shut down. <laughs> that helps. Uh, and different activity, but I think a similar mind uh, escape for mental well-being that I've been doing is mountain biking. Um, that's come to a crashing halt, no pun intended. Uh, really <laughs> crashing halt, but uh, yeah, just trying to stay active and exercise and be healthy and uh, keep our chins up. Yeah, and I mean, diving into your instruments um, too also helps. And trying to find inspiration um, there is always fun. I've definitely written a couple of good little riffs on the guitar and. You know, I think, uh, like Corey said, staying healthy, exercising is always good. Um, just get to the mind, period, um, to take care of yourself. And But, uh, yeah, definitely taken a lot of good little trips outside of the state and, you know, gone into nature to, you know, get reset and go camping, look at the stars, whatever. You know, it's, it's all good stuff. To, to just help pass some time, but also be productive in, in helping your own mental state during this shutdown. Staying busy. Yeah. Mark, Mark and I both uh, also study other languages. We do. Yeah. Mark's uh, studying Italian, has been for a long time, and uh, I study a little German in college, and, um, and I picked that up again. I don't know, just activities like that also seem to really help give you some purpose. Yeah. <laughs> right. Are, are you guys fluent in it yet? What was that? Come again? Are we fluent yet? Is it? Are you fluent yet in those languages? Uh, fluent, but ambition very messy and design. Sicherlich. What does that mean? I'm not quite totally fluent yet, but uh, with a little more time, I will be. Si, in Italiano, studiato a Firenze in 2008, e io parlo molto bene Italiano. Ho practicato per 10 anni e. Sì, voglio andare a Milano, Roma, Firenze e uh, oh man, I forgot to play the play. Uh, I forgot you in the Voglio sognare un concerto in ogni città e in tutta tutta Italia. <laughs> okay, I'm pretty good. I can speak. I right. can't understand shit though. <laughs> so if they start talking, if they start talking to me, I'm I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah. And we have a great time communicating back and forth in languages that neither one of us speak. Yeah. <laughs> we're, just, hey. we're lost as everybody else. Hey, it sounded good over <laughs> here. <laughs> and down the line, that could be beneficial when you're touring uh, together. Yeah, yeah well, we, got, uh, we got some of the good rock markets covered between the two of us, I think. Right, right. <laughs> like you mentioned through this past year with no touring and no shows except you know the suitcase sessions here and there like mark how have you kept your vocals strong with that i mean i know you recorded the album so you're active in that way but in the times you weren't recording the album do you do anything daily with your voice 
Yeah, good, uh, good question. Um, people don't usually ask me that one. Um, yeah, every every night uh, I like to honestly. I live right by the water out here in, in LA, and um, there's like a good walking path and stuff that I like to go out to at night and do my vocal warm ups um, to get out of the house so that people don't think I'm crazy, even though uh, I look probably even crazier going. Uh, me, 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 me. Yeah, and doing all the tongue trills and stuff all over the all over the beaches here in LA. But um, I do that every day, every other day, and then I, I also just started a couple weeks ago singing along to the record. Um, I have the instrumentals for for the record on my computer, and I just set up a Logic session, and I sing along, you know, a couple times a week um, and record it, and just make sure I don't sound like shit. <laughs> which is pretty much all you can do right now. Yeah. Different subject. Got a question for Corey. As I noticed your guys, uh, band member Spotify playlists on your Spotify and Mark's playlist is kind of what you might expect from a member of dirty honey, but you know, Corey's yours is decidedly heavy metal. Are those, is that where your main influences come from in drumming or is that just what you're a fan of? Drumming wise, not at all where my influences come from. Uh, but I like a lot of that stuff and I kind of do that on those playlists, like semi, because obviously it, it is a big contrast to like what people would expect. I do love those, those songs and some of those bands and stuff that I put on those playlists, but, um, I, yeah, I just, I just love the music. I grew up with, um, some of that stuff, 36 Crazy Fists. Uh, I grew up playing shows with those guys and other local bands and stuff, so, wanted to try to like um, throw them some love and uh, yeah drumming wise influences those is more jazz stuff I pull a lot from and um, and classic rock as well were you in metal bands early on is what you're saying when you played with like 36 crazy fist right yeah yeah um I mean, I grew up, when I was really young, I grew up on, of course, classic rock and stuff because my parents listened to. Um, and then as I became a teenager, I started really uh, liking heavier stuff. And, um, yeah, I still do. Every time I die, is, I have to say my favorite band. Um, Love Meshuggah, Dillinger Escape Plan, 36, um, Misery Signals. Um, yeah, I love all that stuff. Final question, bringing it back around to the to the new album. You kind of mentioned a natural progression. Since it's still before the album's coming out, like what would you describe it to fans as, like as far as how it differs from the EP? Um, how it differs from the EP? I think uh, there's definitely just... There's a lot of great riffs on this record. Um, I think the quality of the recording is definitely better. We did have one of the best studios in, in the world. Um, so there's just a little bit more crisp of a sound coming out on this one that I think, uh, and I think we've sort of identified what it is we're doing a little better. I think um, we have a better, we have a better, how can I put this? We have a better understanding of our, our own identity um, this time around, and, and I think that comes through as really confident on the record, and um, the songwriting is 
it, it's a really powerful eight-song LP, honestly. We've also, because of all the touring we did, having been an EP, um, we've just grown a lot as a band and as musicians individually, and I think that really comes through on this record and these songs as like Dirty Honey 2.0 evolution. Yeah, it's the EP on steroids, really. I mean, I think uh, I think our goal was to not only meet what we did the last time, but exceed it, and I, and I think we did that with some slight evolution, and um, it's, a, it's a nice progression in, in the next phase of Dirty Honey. Final note I wanted to say, I'd when you guys released your cover of Last Child last year, I was really happy to see that because that's my favorite Aerosmith song and it kind of gets overlooked in the grand scheme of things. So right I appreciated on. that. Thanks, man. Yeah, we were uh, we were excited to do that one and we've been doing that one on tour for a little bit. Um, you know, and it's it's uh, become a staple in our live show. Maybe we'll have to change it up. It's, it's, whenever we do get back to play shows, we're going to have to change it up and find a new, new cover and do one thing about that one. Right on. We appreciate you guys taking the time with us today. Thank you, guys. And uh, you stay safe, and hopefully we'll see you out on the road sooner than later. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Definitely. Thank you. There you go. Mark LeBeau and Corey Coverstone of Dirty Honey. A huge thank you to Jody Best of Best Bet Promotions for her continued support of our podcast. And, of course, a massive thank you to Mark and Corey for joining us there. Speaking a little bit of Italian and German there. Right. I like that. I like that. And I know as soon as we were done, you translated all that for me. You retained it all. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, I know eight languages, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. And I don't know if you're going to fix this or not. We're the number one trilingual podcast in the Wagner County State area. Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I don't know if you fixed this or not, but there's like a little bit of a delay between us and them. So sorry. Oh, no. I'll cut that out. Uh, okay, well, then there you go. You can cut this out. I did mean I did mean to note it, note up front that there was a little bit of audio, yeah, muffling kind of at the beginning, but that kind of cleared up. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's any big deal there at all. But huge thank you because this is a like we kind of said up front. This is a band that both of us have latched on to in recent years. One of the best new bands around, and I really think that they're going to be here for a long ass time coming. So. Me too, I hope so. Check out the video for California Dreaming, which is out now. It's a really cool concept and something we probably should have brought up, but we didn't. But look that up. And then, like I said, Tied Up is also out and Gypsy is also out, which is one of my favorite songs on this album. And then the entire album, the Dirty Honey LP, will be out April 23rd, next Friday. So get ready. All right, if uh, this is your first time listening to us, we greatly appreciate it. You can listen to us pretty much anywhere podcasts are heard. Wherever you're listening now or wherever you usually listen, subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Like I said earlier, we've got Jordan from Them Evils coming up. We might have Trevor from Haunt, but we might not. Usually we don't say things ahead of time, but fuck it, who cares? You just tune in and find out. Yeah. He might be coming soon. We also might have a couple other ones. I'll tell you off air, I sent uh, an inquiry to someone that's pretty huge. And if that comes through, that'll be a fun one to announce. Nice. But Can you give me a hint right here that maybe I wouldn't get and they wouldn't get? I'll give you one that they pro- they might not get right off unless they listen to every damn episode, but you will get right off. Okay. The biggest snub in rock and roll Hall of Fame history. 
or one of the top two, and it's not a member of KISS. Hmm. Okay, my mind's going a couple different places. We'll talk about it off air. Okay. Okay. But in the meantime, if this, like I said, is your first time listening, we've had on, speaking of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, we've had on Rock and Roll Hall of Fame members, Gene Simmons of KISS, Vivian Campbell of Def Leppard and Dio, Dizzy Reed of Guns N' Roses, Glenn Glenn Hughes, Hughes. yeah, hello, (laughs) of Deep Purple, and of course now of the Dead Daisies and Black Country Communion and amazing solo work. We've had on several members of Megadeth, several members of Hatebreed, a couple members of Corrosion and Conformity, members of, a couple members of Down, members of Crowbar, Superjoint, Battlecross, Candlebox, Sons of Texas, and even Motley Crue. John Karabi has been on this podcast. Right. Helmet. The list goes on. Testament. Just dig through it all. TheThunderUnderground.com is the website. You can see all the social medias there, so follow us on all those. Share us wherever you see us. All that great stuff helps. We greatly appreciate it. Once again, Dirty Honey's new album, April 23rd. A huge thank you to Mark and Corey, Jody Best, Med Farm, DEB Concerts, Hell Hot Hot Sus, and Sunset Tattoo. And until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all.